Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Rostio Studios. We are part of the Believe and Buzz Radio Network, where you can hear us on all podcast platforms as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast. And all live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark, Arkansas. I'm your host, Porter Hayes. Alongside me is Jacob Davis. And broadcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events so head on over to Bet Online to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. And what a, a, a fun field, amazing weekend it was for Arkansas sports. Uh, you start with the SEC baseball getting a huge series win over South Carolina. The men's and women's track team sweeps again the outdoor, making this the outdoor and indoor, sweeping all four segments of the SEC championships. A huge feat for Wayson and Lance Harder out on, on as he had just announced his retirement. So you got nationals coming up. And then, of course, the softball team earning the number 11 national seed, and they'll be hosting Oregon, Notre Dame, and Harvard this weekend. So – with Arkansas baseball traveling to Vanderbilt regionals, it's going to be another uh, eventful week. But we're going to start with the baseball. And, Jacob, man, what a huge, huge win over South Carolina, a team that we had talked about streaking. Uh, and, and to hit Arkansas in the mouth in that game, too, with that 3-1 win, you didn't know where the series was going it could have went either way because South Carolina's proven to be a really tough team. And Arkansas, again, shown why they're the number two team in the country with a deciding 5-1 win. Pitcher of the week, Hunter Holland, complete game, 10 strikeouts. And I'm telling you, this wasn't a cupcake team that he did that against. And when you got a team, game three must win for a win the series and come out, pitch a complete game, 10 strikeouts, only giving up one on run. For him to get pitcher of the week in the SEC, hold the co. Uh, I mean, that's that's only way only way you can say about that. Yeah, 113 pitches, 80 of them being strikes, and then he struck. I mean, he didn't strike out 19 consecutive, but he got 19 consecutive outs at one point before uh, that ninth inning. Uh, he had two outs there, and then had a guy on base there uh, at the very end of the game. But man. What a performance by Hunter Holland. What a performance by the Razorbacks. You look up and down that roster, and, and, you, and you talk about Daddy Diggs. Uh, man, he had a great performance. I mean, you had that huge home run to put the icing on the cake by Ben McLaughlin, the designated hitter. The guy, I mean, just absolutely annihilated the ball out of the park. Uh, you had Brady Slavin sitting off. You had, uh, obviously, Jason Borfin hitting the big home run in game one. Uh Man, you just talk about like the in, uh, the outfield with Tavian Josenberger going and robbing a uh, home run with ease, and and he looked he made it look like oh man I just did this you know I'm, I've done this before it's no big deal but that was so cool I think Arkansas right now is they are just maybe hitting their stride at the very right time and you know Dave Van Horn's been known for that the past three years they hit their stride and in uh, the middle of May, and right now they're hitting it again. I think it's the belief in each other. We, we've talked about this team, you know, playing with, you know, with all the injuries, and they're starting to believe in themselves <laughs> that, hey, look what we can do. Not saying we don't need these guys, but you're like, hey, we keep on winning, and we keep on winning, and we're gritting these out. And another one we forgot to mention, Gage Wood, freshman of the week, you know, comes in on yeah. Friday with that relief outing, and – Another one, I mean, Cabo, Guru, you know, he says, a freshman All-American. So, I mean, you look at the job he's done and the job that Arkansas's done, 19-8 and eight in conference play. I can't remember what Cabo said. Their conference. 18-12. and 18-12. So, he said they would be lucky to be 18-12. and 12. So, you look at where they're at. I mean, they're going to beat that. 
barring worst case scenario, they're going to beat that by one game. And and I'll tell you what, for somebody who's done this a long time, I mean, Cabo's on the money. I mean, they're sitting at nineteen and eight, but I'll tell you what, I bet he would take a nineteen and eight over an 18, 18 and twelve prediction. But absolutely, Arkansas can clinch at least a share of the regular season title with the series victory at Vanderbilt. And their 4.60 ERA in conference-only games is the best in the SEC. And you're talking about everybody was the pitching, the pitching, the bullpen. The, you know, we're, we're relying on starters. To be going into your last SEC series and have the best ERA in the conference, on top of playing without your injuries and what everything's going on on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, that right there is one of the most impressive stats. Yeah, and you think about it, he's doing it with either upperclassmen or true freshmen. I mean, that that's what's incredible, uh, what a job Matt Hobbs has done. I mean, he's done it mm-hmm. again, and, and and people want to say, oh, he doesn't develop guys. He doesn't develop guys. He gets these guys in here, and he develops them. I mean, you, you think about it right now. If you didn't lose Dylan Carter, that was a huge blow a couple of weeks ago, losing him and your pitching staff. Now you got Brady Tiger back. You've been pitch, uh, pitching him one or two innings a game, and you're trying to get him back in just uh, just right in uh, the best time of the season. It's getting him healthy. And I think uh, being able to have him and, and be able to eat people's lunch. Look at, like, last week uh, in, in the performance uh, against Mississippi State, some of the throws that Brady Tiger was making, like pitches that were just about they, – they looked like they were just at the top of the zone and then they just go right in. They break right over the plate. Just some incredible stuff, just incredible ball action. Um, and then you and you think about uh, Hagen Smith, who's been pretty good this year. They have a, a staff right now uh, full of about six or seven guys that can get it done any single night. You think about Will McIntyre, you think about Hagen Smith, you've got Brady Tigert, uh, Hunter Holland, and you think about it like, okay, all those breaks, all these injuries – and they still haven't given up. And this is the best coaching job Dave Van Horn's done. He has confidence on every, I think, in every single person on this roster. And, and I mean, there is no reason to doubt him right now. And because, I mean, I don't want Arkansas to fall into the overall number one seed if they somehow happen to do that and Wake, uh, Wake Forest slips up. I'd rather Arkansas stay at two, but it's incredible. <laughs> Everybody's right been now, talking about Arkansas that look. Been, Everybody's been talking about that superstition, and hey, look, yeah, I, I'm the same way. Keep keep that number one ranking, and that's crazy. Yeah. That's the only sport. But I'll tell you what, coming into this weekend, you know, Vanderbilt got swept by Tennessee. They beat mm-hmm. Kentucky, lost the series at Alabama. They get swept by Florida, and they have Middle Tennessee. But they also, uh, yeah, they got swept by Florida, and again – just like we were talking about this coming into the South Carolina series, it wasn't even close. They lost 10 nothing in seven innings the first game. 6-2-6-2 to finish out the series. Yes, it was at Gainesville in Florida. Yes, it is the number seven team in the country. But, but not saying this is going to be an easy, because it's never easy when you're playing Vandy. That's like one of those teams no. you go to Tennessee or you go to Alabama, you know, or Florida. It's always yep. going to be a tough series. But when you have a coach like Dave Van Horn and this business like no stars, this this has been the most grinding. And I've seen when you put out with your tweet of, is this overall, I think you said most talented or the deepest team he's had. It, it's hard to argue that it's not with the injuries that they have sustained on their pitching and with their fielding, batting, and you're going into this one with the best ERA in the conference, and you win this series, you win the SEC regular season championship. So if that doesn't tell – you can make an argument. I'm not going to say by far and above or prisoner of moment saying yeah. they're definitely the deepest team, but they have to be mentioned up there and the expectations. And I'll tell you what, I, I know Arkansas has the program that they have, but for if Dave Van Horn is not – Coach of the year this year for this performance and getting them out of the players and the injuries and doing what he's done. I, I think if he hasn't deserved it any other year, it's this year. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he doesn't get it nationally, which, you know, not everybody on the national scene really, you know, 
pays attention. But SEC-wise, I think that he deserves at least a, a look. Because, um, I mean, there's nobody doing as much with with what he has as what Van Horn's done. Uh, we were talking about it just a minute ago. Uh, Arkansas is 33-29 and 29 all-time against uh, Vanderbilt, which I thought it was kind of lower uh, because I thought we've struggled a lot with Vanderbilt all time, 33 and 29. Uh, in the hog, yeah, the hogs have an 18 and 11 overall record uh, at home. So that means they are 15 and 18 all time on the road against Vanderbilt. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but the way they've been playing, the, you know, yeah, and you, they, are, they have high. And, they and high. I know Mississippi State. You know, it's still the lower tier, but look what Mississippi State turns around and does. Mm-hmm. You, you turn around and at LSU, you beat them. So that just shows you that that's just like Arkansas losing to Georgia. LSU goes out and does the same thing and gets beat by Mississippi State. You know, one of the lower tier teams in the conference. That yeah. just shows you anything can happen in the SEC. You know, it's not like – football or basketball where you're lining up and talent just and depth overtake you one swing of the bat and it could totally change the dynamic of a game you know and that's and if a pitcher comes on he's just hot or you got a reliever that comes in just throwing smoke I mean it could change the dynamic of a series exactly look what happened with the South Carolina series you win game one four one you're like man okay we're meaning business and then they come around and just shut us down win three one game two and you're kind of coming into Sunday like a little nervous, but being Arkansas, that's the thing that I have noticed that other than the year, you know, when cops where they just dominated every single series, this team is just grinding out and winning every series. They're just coming out and out dueling everybody they face in this win streak and coming into this Vanderbilt. I think they're going to see it just any other series. They're not going to treat it any differently and I see them taking two out of three, winning the series, and winning the SEC outright championship. Okay, I emoji there. I as emoji as I'm, I'm watching for it. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out here with Arkansas's victory over South Carolina, Carolina was the home run leader in the country coming in. They still are uh, because I think they allowed one this weekend. But uh, they they were like had so many runs like they were the like top five in runs scored this season number one in home runs like Arkansas like when you you came into this series you're thinking yeah Arkansas can hit the ball South Carolina these these are probably going to be seven eight uh eight to seven ten to ten to nine kind of games like the pitching really showed up and, and that's the that's one thing that really you know makes you think okay this Arkansas team is for real because you you think of not only what Hunter Holland did, you think about what Gage Wood and and Hagen Smith did, and outside of what uh, Brady Tiger and Will McIntyre did, I mean it was just that one inning where Will McIntyre gave up those three runs, and then he was pretty much he, he sawed them through the the other uh, six innings of that game or five innings in the game. So Arkansas's pitching really shut down South Carolina. Arkansas was able to 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 uh, do whatever they wanted to at points uh, in, in situational hitting. So I really think Arkansas showed that, hey, we we can get it done at home. We're going to go on the road. We know that we have, don't have the best home or uh, away record. They finished 30 and four in uh, uh, in uh, Baumwalker this year. We know we don't have the best road record, but they're thinking, okay, we have some confidence now. Let's go out there and win this thing. Let's go out there and win the SEC for the second time in three seasons. I don't think they'll play much during the SEC tournament. You know, I think they'll shut it down just to kind of get guys healthy and ready for the for uh, regionals. But I really think this is done. This has been the best job Dave Van Horn's done up and down every single position. Guys, he's lost. This has been it. And you know, South Carolina had a freshman coming into this series with 21 home runs. And he had 69 hits, 21 home runs, 68 RBIs. Guess what he did against Arkansas? Bet he did like probably twenty percent of uh, his production this year. Oh no 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 no! One for eleven. Whew, that was even worse. One for eleven 
the whole series. He went one for four in game one, 0 for three game two, and 0 for four in game three against Arkansas. I mean, that's, that is impressive. I mean, this kid was hot. I mean, coming into this series, I mean, even a freshman. I mean, this is one of them that you're looking at freshman of the year and comes yeah. into the Arkansas series and they just completely shut him down. And freshman or not, that's another thing that in baseball, when you shut down, it's just like you shutting down a point guard or shutting down the quarterback or a running back. You shut down one of their leading hitters and leave him to be where he is one for 11. I mean, that just – that's insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to shout out uh, Peyton Holt on a Sunday. He went three for four, scored two runs. Um, I mean, it was a situational hitting. Like, the guy just gets on base. And we thought that, okay, we, we lose Stovall uh, to a to a darn uh, yeah, shoulder injury. And, man, what are we going to do? All right, so Holt may not be an absolute monster as far as defense, but the dude's got a bat on him, and he looks good every single night so far. I mean, just as a true freshman, a guy out there just just out, absolutely just raking in stuff every single at bat. Uh, he's been really good. Caleb Callie, a guy that really didn't have a good start to the season. He goes three or four on Sunday. I mean, those two guys, the, the middle of the lineup was just really good. Uh, I mean, Parker Rowland, uh, one for three, two RBIs. Uh, obviously, Ben McLaughlin, the designated hitter, a guy that really hasn't been Mr. Dependable all year. He had a good weekend, too. So, Arkansas really, really picked it up uh, at uh, at the plate, especially the guys from uh, six through nine. Your six through nine hitters just really raked on Sunday. I think they played pretty good on Friday as well. Yeah, it's it's weird how we can say the exact same thing going into this series that we did coming into South Carolina. You, you got – I mean, put your foot down, put your foot on their throat. Take this series. I, I would look for them to – I mean, at this point, when game one and two, finish it off in, in two games. If you want to go for the sweep, go for the sweep. But, I mean, it's got to it, – it's one of them, all right, let's take care of business. It's – You've done this before. You look how vulnerable yeah. Vanderbilt's coming into the series, just like South Carolina was coming to this series. And if I want to see any team lose more than any other team at South Carolina, and I was kind of worried, you know, going into that third game, I was like, no, please let, don't don't let me come in here explaining why South Carolina doesn't beat us, you know. But yeah. you know, it's it's that's the type because look, postseason's here. You might as well go ahead into this next series with Vanderbilt, treat it like it's a it's a regional. Or super regional, and, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they treated South Carolina series like that. It's almost like when they were talking to Coach Diefel in the softball series and, and talking about the SEC schedule, and you're having to treat every SEC weekend like it's a regional or super regional because it that's how deep they are. If you take anybody lightly, look at again Georgia. You take anybody lightly, they're going to beat you. Look at Alabama when they took them lightly, they got just I mean annihilated. So you're at the point, and this team. Depending on how they get seated in the baseball, I mean, they could get a very favorable regional, very favorable super regional. I'm seeing them at a four or a five right now. That's from what I'm seeing, you know, them play. But if they keep it up and they go deep into the SEC, you might see them as a two seed. You know, and and I'm telling you what, two seed, you're matched up with a 15 with the chance to go to, to Omaha. I mean, that's – that, that's that's where you want to be. Yeah. And there there's just so, like, there's so many SEC teams, and I'm trying to get a D1 baseball uh, to come up. Uh, obviously, Arkansas uh, makes it to uh, number two in the country. Not sure if they've made the uh, brackets up yet, but obviously I think Arkansas would be a two seed uh, with the – and I think you would probably see about the same kind of lineup as we discussed last week. You think about uh, uh, Oral Roberts, I think, was in there, southeastern Missouri, and Oregon State. You remember that? Yep. Oregon State was was supposed to, was was projected to be in our regional, and the reason that Oregon State was in there is because Oregon was supposed to host uh, in the 12th seed. Now they move up. Arkansas moves up two spots, 
in uh in the D uh, D1 baseball rankings. I don't think they have their uh projections uh yet. But yeah, Arkansas, man. It's it's incredible what they've been able to do and and to think about the South Carolina series. There was there was so like it was so live on Friday night. I was listening to it on my way home on the radio and you could just detect the atmosphere. It was a 40 minutes late due to due to rain and and so everybody got in their seat. Everybody was rowdy. It was just loud, and you could hear the echo, of the hog call through the through the microphone of Phil Elson. It was just such a beautiful thing. Brings it, it brought some uh, chills and, and and goosebumps on my arms. Just thinking this atmosphere, man. If and Arkansas is about to host, and that's what's great about it. Um, but I, I liked what I saw with Zach Hall's comment. Uh, we'll come back to David here in just a second. Uh, he said that I am prepped for and ready for postseason heartbreak. Okay. Well, so so I was prepared for heartbreak in 2021 because we were riding Kevin Cobb so hard. Like Arkansas, went, I mean, the last very last game they brought uh, Kevin Cobb in and uh, for a nine was it eight or nine innings. Pitched 106, uh, had 106 pitches that game, and Arkansas rode him as far as they could mm-hmm. take him, or he could take him. Yeah, I was it's... prepared, and I was upset with the NC State loss last season in Omaha. I thought Arkansas, Arkansas caught me by surprise for being there because I didn't think they were, they 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 were ready to be there this year. Man, I'm not ready for heartbreak. I'm just ready to ride this thing out, and I'm sitting here thinking. Okay, this, just like you said last week, it would be this kind of team that makes a run to Omaha and wins the College World Series. It would be this team. And I mean that. you're not expecting them. Well, and, and I mean that in a very respectful way. Like, I know, and, and I'm not saying anybody said anything, but I could see how that could get miscrewed as this team doesn't deserve it, they go and win. I'm saying – the type of coach Dave Van Horn is, what he expects out of his team, business-like, like a Saban-like yeah. mentality. It would be a team like this that's business-like that grinds and earns every win, every series, and to earn their way, not saying they've never earned, not earned their way, but I'm, I'm a team like this that earns every bit of it and grinds their way and wins the, his first national championship – that's what I mean when I say it would be a team like this Absolutely. that would win. So if anybody took that the wrong way or or oh, took it like have. I'm saying that this is a, a, a you know a, a bad team or a least talented team, that is nothing what I mean. I'm saying the approach this team has taken to adversity, the team that has taken this and made the most of what they've been held, dealt with, it's the fact that this is a team that would be the one that would win a national championship for Dave Van Horn. They've exceeded every expectation. And and when I when I listened to Cabo at the beginning of the season, I thought, okay, this guy, he he knows that Arkansas is going to be a good team. He knows that they are deep enough to be a great team. And for him to go out and say, yeah, at 18 and 12, that would catch me by surprise. I think I think at 18, he thought at 18 and 12 record would would be great, would be wonderful, would uh, would exceed expectations is what I took it as. And Arkansas has completely exceeded expectations because when, when you have expectations and you lose certain guys and you continue to lose arms and you don't have your whole roster or, or your whole lineup in uh, playing in every single game, uh, the continuity is not there. You have guys just – patching in and just playing out of their minds like that. I, I, in no way would I have ever taken that out of context. Like it just, it, it gives you the, 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 the mindset that this team, they're, they are meeting expectations, exceeding expert expectations and reaching, reaching for that end goal. And that's, what's impressive about this team. Uh, you think about the year Kerstad and Casey Martin were freshmen. You had everything stacked, and Arkansas just looked. They didn't win. They didn't even win a single road series that year. Yet they were right there. And I thought, okay, this team is the ta- most talented team I've ever seen. The 2021 team, they were close. This year, 
up and down this roster. Guys answer the call. They they ring that bell every single night. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think this team, like you said, it would be this kind of team that goes to Omaha and wins the whole damn thing. You know, you you look at the top ten, and I'm going by RPI rankings. Arkansas sitting at fourth. Other than Wake Forest sitting at eleven and three against top twenty five teams, you have Arkansas, which is twelve and four against top twenty five teams. They're seven and four, twenty six through fifty, fifty one through hundred. They're five and three, eight and two, and six and zero, rounding out the top two hundred and above. But they're thirty and five at home, six and seven away, and two and one in neutral. But their RPI is four with the strength of schedule of nine. So, with everything that's going on, everything they've dealt with, they've got the ninth strongest strength of schedule, and they're sitting at four and atop of the SEC. I mean, that, as again, we can sit here and say that this is what the team is supposed to be doing fully healthy. You know, this is, this is where Arkansas is supposed to be every year. This is our expectations of where this program is supposed to be if they're fully healthy. But when you lose the guys that they've lost – and now some of them are starting to come back, and you're still sitting right there at the top. That That's what's been impressive about the whole thing, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So uh, I was trying to look it up. Uh, uh, man, it's just it's, – it's crazy to think. Arkansas, they're still projected as a four seed, according to D1 Baseball. Yeah, that was last uh, week. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Was that last week? Yeah, this so, is okay. last week. So they haven't still updated anything up. yeah. yet. Well, so, I think they come yeah. out on Monday or Tuesday on their yeah. on their stuff, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've been trying to research that, but man, you think about it, like Arkansas, the the higher seeded they get, I think the the better favorable the regional gets, and then obviously you take care of business in that regional. Don't don't ink it out. Win it early. Get you guys a couple of extra days rest and be ready for the super regional, because you think about it like Oregon was there. Uh, I think Auburn has won their way. Obviously, you have Tennessee. They're they're reaching back up into the conversation of being uh, maybe one of the best two seeds uh, when it comes to regional seeding. Like Arkansas, I mean, they up and down uh, these rankings. Like I think Arkansas's, they uh, I think they've earned it. I think they've earned their path to a, maybe a super regional and easier uh, easier path to the College World Series. And obviously no number one seed has won the whole thing since Miami in 1999. And dear God, please, Jesus, Lord, uh, the baseball gods, whoever it is, I, I don't care. Just do not give Arkansas the number one seed. <laughs> like give it to Wake Forest. Maybe give it to LSU. They are so deserving of it with with uh, with a team that was supposed to lead the uh, best team ever assembled, and they've slipped up. But, but, yeah, give it to LSU. Give it to Wake Forest. Give it to somebody. God bless. Give, just don't give it to Arkansas. Yeah, and I, I know I've said a team like this would be the one that would uh, win it all, but I'm not, I'm not going to jump on that horse enough to say that it would be a team like this would be the first number one seed since 99. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I'm, I'm drinking Gatorade, not Kool-Aid today. You know, I mean, it, it's, it, it's one of them. But, no, I mean, you can't do nothing but be proud of this team and for the pitchers to step up. Gage Wood, I mean, being a freshman, stepping up the way he has. I mean, that, he's yeah. been in Holland. You know, Tiger, I mean, you talk about somebody coming back and then – you, you know, people come back and they're like, okay, it's going to take them. Dude, come back like he ain't ever left. And, right. and it's just one of them things that, again, you're talking about the camaraderie and, and the team that he comes back and it's like he it's like riding a bike. He come back and just, all right, let's go back to work. It's almost like clocking in. You know, they got that brand-new facility over there. They go punch their ticket. They go punch into work, take their lunch break. He goes off for a little bit for a little vacation, comes back. So, all right, let's go back to work. There's no, there's nothing more beautiful than that because that guy, man, he is the key. And we saw like light, the lights come, you know, early on during his freshman campaign. And it looked like the moment was never too big for him. 
I think he wants redemption in Omaha. I think that's why he tried to come back as quick as he did because he wasn't, he wasn't his complete self uh, as a freshman in Omaha. I think he's ready for that second chance, and there's no better chance right now than the present. And, and he has proven himself right now. I think it's getting to the point to where these teams want to win a national championship for this state for this program and for their coach, <clears throat> I, I, I think it's the it's the fact. Now I think, and again, that you know we questioned. You know, when they get the brand new facilities and they get all this stuff. Is you know, are they going to get lost and seeing all this stuff, all this brand new stuff, all these nice shiny things? Is that going to rub off on their play and for them to button up and to be where they're at right now? That just all it is doing is sending a message that. And I'm not saying that. 100% they're going to win the national championship. but Because we know how Omaha is. We know how the Supers work out. We've seen it. We've seen the best team come in and, and it just not make it to Omaha. I mean, and that's just not Arkansas. We, we've seen other teams that have just not made it to Omaha. That's how baseball works. But this is a team that's on a mission, and we can say this for numerous years, but I really truly believe it this year feels like a different year when it comes to they want to win this one you know, for Dave Van Horn. Yeah, this ain't no country club league that Arkansas is playing in. They, This ain't no country club that they walk into every day and just say, hey, we're the, we're the Razorbacks, we're better than you. No, they got a, a daggum blue chip on their shoulder, and they ready to go out there and, and win some games and go out there and win their national championship. And, and I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to be more disappointed if they don't win a national championship than these guys, group of guys here right exactly. now. Because they want it. They want it. I know fans get so so emotionally attached to a team. These guys, man, they're putting their whole heart, sweat, and tears in this thing right now, and they want to go out on top. And, man, we're going to daggum push them to the top. I'm talking right now as a fan, push them to the top. Encourage them. Stay supporting them. And good things are going to happen. Love these guys. And 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 root them until you get to Omaha, and then it's a it's a darn sweepstakes to to uh, win a national championship. Then, well, we're up against a break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with the baseball team, and then break down what's left for you know possible regionals, possible supers going in. You know, road to Omaha starts. You know, after next weekend, you got the SEC tournament, and then you've got your your postseason play. But we'll talk about that after the break. At Fordham Lee Distillery, our bourbons look as amazing as they taste. A delicious, high rye bourbon aged over six years. Fordham Lee is a company founded on the principles of great folks and spirits worth remembering. Look for Fordham Lee brands at Walk-Ons, Liquor World, Busters, and soon everywhere in Northwest Arkansas that serves fine spirits. Fordham Lee Bourbon says please drink responsibly. 21 means 21. Fordham Lee Distillery, blended and bottled in Middletown, Maryland. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Mentors Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need, whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck. Most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today and let's build something amazing together. Shelby Taylor Trucking serves all your timberland needs in South Central Arkansas. With over 50 years in the industry, Shelby Taylor Trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry. From planting to harvesting to hauling your timber, Shelby Taylor Trucking is ready to serve you. Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. McCoy Tiger Drugstore of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs, 
baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They're located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. Searching for premium brewing products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our hearers, history, and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the Law Office of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. And welcome back to the Hog Talk Podcast and keep the conversation going. And I really want to ask the questions to, to those listening. You know, we, I, not putting the cart before the horse, but, you know, if Arkansas was to win and to avenge that, you know, play against Oregon State, to win a national championship, and this goes in any sport really, you know, what would it truly mean? Jacob, and I, I mean, I'll let you answer the question. You know, what would it truly mean to you? Because not many Razorback fans can say they've seen a national championship. I mean, we can go with the track and the golf. I'm talking about in the big three sports, not saying that. Those don't matter because it's impressive any national championship you get. But what would it mean for any of those three teams, baseball, well, let's just go baseball. What would it truly mean for a coach that's been here as long as Dave Van Horn has been to finally get that for the fans and Dave Van Horn? To me, it would mean everything. It would mean it validates his reign as the head coach of the uh, baseball program because everybody's just been waiting. Oh, it's going to happen one of these years. You think about 2012, it was in, in the 2015, like it would, it is coach's destiny to finally win one. And I think that, you know, thinking from the top to the bottom, you think about the hard work and in, in the close calls that Van Horn has been through. You think about some of these guys that have been in the program long enough, like Brady Slavens, Who's tasted victory? Tasted, tasted the uh, success of the CWS. You think about all the work of the past, the guys that have helped you get here. You think about the Brady Tubes. You think about the Brett Ibners. You think about these guys that have helped build this program. You think about the Heston Kerstads, the Casey Martins, the Casey Opitz, the uh, the the Carson Shaddies, the Jared Gates, all the guys up and down that have helped build this program to become what it is, this national championship would be for them. I think it would mean a lot to a lot of fans, a lot of the, the those fans that have been out in the hog pen, those fans that were, you know, been season ticket. We're looking at 20, 30 years, you know. Let's just go from the 94. Let's just go from the 94 basketball championship. You know, all those fans that have endured pain in every single sport, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in basketball, we've seen it in baseball. You know, I just think it would be – you would shut Fayetteville down. 
I think if Arkansas won a national championship in any of the big three sports, good luck getting anywhere in Fayetteville, especially Dixon Street. You ain't getting in Dixon Street. You might as well just say the Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue's there because there's going to be over 200,000 <laughs> Razorback fans just converged in northwest Arkansas if, because that's just – everybody wants a piece of that. They, they're going to take their kids and they're going to take their grandkids and they'll be like, look, I was there, I was in Fayetteville, I was around when Arkansas won that national championship because I remember the 94 national championship in basketball and what it meant then. And that was without social media. That was with the president. I think we talked about that last week or the week before. We were talking about what the 94 National Championship meant to the state and how much having the president be from Arkansas and just everything surrounding this state and Nolan Richardson getting that national championship, I think what it it meant in 94 for Nolan, it would mean the same for Dave Van Horn in 2023. If this was the year that it happened – and again, I'm not trying to put the cart for before the horse on this, but uh, just how this team has played this year. And and they're again, I don't think there's a better deserving team to be rewarded for what they've done than this year's team. That's that is my opinion. Yeah, and I think uh, you, you know you you look at both sides like a national championship at Arkansas automatically gets you a statue. Oh yeah. I mean, you think about it, you think about the, I think it was 650,000 people that congregated in Kansas City when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this past year. Can you imagine the parade going down Dixon Street, circling around, uh, uh, going all the way down to Bomb Stadium, and, and, and you're just basking? Like, I can just imagine the mile and a half, two mile stretch of a parade. Like, you don't think about parades being. Uh, for for baseball programs, but this is Arkansas baseball, man. Mm-hmm. Like Arkansas baseball fans are insane. I think about the the guy that that every single game wears the wears the visor with the red hair. Like yep. you think red. about the guy with the yep. with the crazy little glasses. You think about yep. hog notches that. I mean, he stood there for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, just just staring uh, staring down and pointing down that uh the. The umpire at uh, what it was almost two oh, yeah. years ago, almost. Oh man, but you think about all these fans that that have been around, and all the families that that have like entrenched themselves into this program, and to finally maybe win a national championship. This being the year, it would be it would be as big as Arkansas. I mean, uh, any any team winning the Super Bowl, that is how big an Arkansas national championship. Any big three sport would be for the Razorbacks. Like any fan, like fans coming in droves to Fayetteville. Like you like you said, you wouldn't be able to like the, you might as well just turn the lights out and go on because Fayetteville is going to be an all a party for not just a whole weekend, maybe a whole week, maybe oh, a whole week. It would be a whole week. I wouldn't be able to work this year. They they'd have to put me outside of Fayetteville. There ain't no way I'd be doing satellite <laughs> up I mean you wouldn't get it around. And you know, I no. I want to point out to you know, we talk about all the diehard fans that are there you know, whenever you can start setting up your tents to get first in line, you know. I think about those people because it's been so long that have, you know, grown up watching it with their dads or their grandpas or their uncles or their moms and, you know, those loved ones that that they got them into the sport and that they have passed. You know, being able to have that moment and yet wish that they could have seen it. They could have been there. Man, I wish my mom could be here. Because you hear that all the time. Man, I wish my grandpa could have seen this, you know, or I wish my dad could have been here. You know, it's going to mean a lot to those fans more than any because they're going to be thinking about celebrating and wishing that that person that got them to be a Razorback fan, took them to their first game, you know, they're not there to help them celebrate. And and it's going to be a very bittersweet, very special moment for those fans. And, you know, I know we just come off Mother's Day and to, you know, celebrate all those, all the mothers and the fans out there. You know, you have to think about the ones that, you know, you're, you're, you're celebrating with the ones that aren't here with you, but yet they're the reason that you become a Razorback fan. Yeah. My papa, he's a big, he's a, he's a lot of the reason why I started what I do, uh, like as for a side gig, whether it's riding or doing the hog talk. 
for the past five years. Like the guy, he's the one that, that instilled this fandom in me going back to the early 2000s, the late nineties. And, you know, I went big into Razorback baseball because you couldn't really watch it uh, down in South Arkansas. Like it was never on TV. Luckily we were able to listen to it on uh, 100. Uh, 0.5 KZHE. It was the uh, uh, Razorback uh, Razorback Network syndicate down there in Magnolia, and it started about in 2004. I was able to listen to it, and then we went on vacation uh, in Branson, and I was able to watch uh, the Brad Eidner home run in 04 uh, to to beat Florida State and and uh, get away from elimination in that game in the College World Series down there at the old park uh, uh, in Omaha, like. Those are the things. Like my papa, he he, he's the reason I'm a Razorback fan. He's as big of the reasons why I want to cover the teams dating back to the early '90s and or late '90s, early 2000s. He's the one that made me a huge Razorback fan. Man, I wish like I thought about that earlier when you when you brought that up. Like I remember how close Arkansas was in the uh, to the baseball national championship. He died in 2018, and Arkansas it looks like it was two weeks later. And Arkansas was in the uh, national championship game, and I'm just thinking, man, I wish my papa could see this. He wouldn't believe it. Yeah, and, yeah. and those are great stories to to have and oh, great yeah. memories to have. And you get to pass it on, like you you have a little girl, Absolutely. you know, being able to. I know she's not at the age where she would probably remember it, but you know, still, no, no. still getting to hold your child and and be able to witness something like that would be very. And in, in the times we live in right now, man, you want to eat up every positive thing that, that you can Absolutely. experience, you know, and it, it just, I don't know why we got down that rabbit hole. It just made me think of that, you know, it's what it really meant, hole. you know, what it really means to the fans. And, and I'm, I, I rarely, everybody knows I'm a Clemson fan, everybody, but I've really honestly tried to, you know, not talk about that as much ever since I've joined this podcast to not make it about me being a Clemson fan. But I mean, I remember, in 16, when, when we beat Alabama. And what that moment, you know, meant to me. And it, I'll never forget, you know, the next day, <clears throat> my wife sends me a picture and my three boys send a picture and each one of them had a Clemson hat on and holding a Coke bottle, you know, from their previous national championships. And that is my prized possession. You know, I've got my son's uh, Special Olympics medals, and then that picture of my kids, you know, with the smile on their face, getting ready to get to go to school, but they knew what had happened, and they sent that to me because they were in bed, you know, during the game. They didn't get to stay up and watch it because they had school. But, you know, I remember what a moment like that meant for me and experiencing it the first time ever because the last time they won it was in 80, 80 81. So I've never got to witness them win a national championship. And we're talking about one gets you a statue. All it takes is one. All it takes you is that one big national championship, and it will it will stay with you the rest of your life. I mean, I know we won it again in 18, but nothing will trump that 16. And, and what it meant for me to finally experience a team being mediocre, middle of the pack in the ACC, to finally build what it did and take down Alabama and, and win the national championship. Yeah, and you think about, like, Arkansas has been right there on the verge of breaking through, whether it be in football or basketball, too. You think about uh, the 2010 team, which I think was probably the best Arkansas team uh, they had put together since the 64 team. You don't know why, because Arkansas up and down that roster, they had Arkansas kids ready to fight, and Arkansas just ended up going into a buzzsaw against – Auburn that year having their best team ever with with Cam Newton at quarterback and Arkansas I mean they had just come off a home loss to Alabama two weeks prior but in getting to go to Ohio State and playing against them against Terrell Pryor and and that group of Buckeyes Arkansas was right there that was obviously arguably one of the best teams in my memory outside the 06 team I think that was a team that I thought was destined to to do some great things obviously they had uh, some turmoil going on during that 06 yeah. season with Mustaine and uh, and all that stuff and Gus Malzahn. But, and then the 2011 team, you were you had the scooping score in the first quarter to go up 14 mm. nothing against LSU, and you could just taste a BCS National tur- a Championship bid against Alabama coming up, the rematch of all rematches in 2012. 
Uh, you, you just thought that was coming. And, and, and then you thought the turnaround and under Brett Bielema was coming too. But, man, there's just been so many times. And then under Arkansas with Mike Anderson losing twice to UNC, one of those times they were the eventual national champions. And and think about it. If Mike Anderson goes on and, and maybe goes to a Final Four and national championship with that team, which I think that Daryl Macon, Jalen Barford, Dusty Hannah's Moses Kingsley team was dang good. I think they were close. I mean, I, I don't. I, I just keep on thinking of how close these teams were to to having statues built after them. Like you, you know, if if Anderson had done something in 2017, you don't think Musselman comes in 2019 to become the coach because Mike Anderson still might be here. But exactly. like, there's just so many times, like so many th- times, you can look back into history and think you were just right there to seeing greatness. Well, it and, makes you and, think, and you can also ponder the question, if Arkansas would have beat Ohio State, would Bobby Petrino still have be done? the coach? Would, would Bobby Petrino still been the coach? I mean, not saying that it would, but you yeah, have to ask right. the question. I mean, we've There's seen what, what has happened in other programs with winning, and look, look at the Will Wade situation. Well, they, as soon as they keep on winning, 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 he's fine, but now they start going on – and start losing. Well, we don't need you no more. You know, right? It's just it's it's crazy. Look at the Alabama situation and the numerous things that has went on this year to non number one teams in the state and the programs. And look what's happened to those players compared to the best player on the best team. That makes for a whole nother podcast. But you you've seen it. That's a perfect example. A kid that ain't even on the team, he was a transfer in, gets charged with the charge, immediately kicked off. But if I guarantee you, if he was a starter on that team, wrong place, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, that's yeah. just how it is. Absolutely. And, and that go, that would go anywhere before we throw stones. I mean, that's just – we could get mad because it ain't our school. But that's just, you know, it, it's just how it is. Yeah, it is. And, and you and you hate to see it too, because you you have these programs, especially at a at a uh, school like Alabama, where they've won so many championships and stuff. You would think they want to keep their guys at a higher level, like they would they would treat these guys to a higher level of standard, and to do nothing just speaks yeah. volumes of the character at that at that school. Well, and for your Whether, football from, from coach, the athletic director down from the president, oh yeah, of the school down. Like that just shows you the importance of of uh, where just regular people stand according to their athletes. Well, and the acting athletic director. We all know who runs that, that, that campus down there in Alabama, and he come out and said there is no such thing as wrong place, wrong time. And he made a statement yeah. with, with when his player got dealt. And that's the thing. That, that shows you the difference of someone like Saban and how he runs his program that business-like attitude like we're talking about with Dave Van Horn. Because I'm telling you, if that was to happen in the baseball program under Dave Van Horn, and, and I guarantee it would happen with Sam Pittman, they're just that type of people. Any program in Arkansas. They'd be gone. It'd be gone because it's the fact that you Dave just runs that program like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And you think about it like, and then, you know, you had that Brandon Miller kid coming in and, and to end up with your best team ever, not even sniffing a national championship, was great karma. to see. And, and, and the whole country was ready to see them lose. Uh, oh, yeah. Three for 19. <laughs> the best player exactly. in the country going three for 19 in his final NCAA uh, game ever. That that just speaks volumes. Like, hey, the good guys, they still ended up ahead. Yep. That, that, that's what you call the, the basketball gods, the baseball gods, it, it, karma. It, it will turn around and, and it will get you when it wants to. I mean, and that's the thing. It, it's just how it works out. But <clears throat> I really want to wrap up the end of the show because we, we've talked about programs and national championships and what they mean. But we, we can't be remiss to end up the show with the, the track team and a team – you want to talk about coming off adversity. So you win the national championship in your indoor, and then you go straight into an outdoor season. There is no fall break. There is no, hey, we'll get you next season. Two weeks later, you're at the Texas Invitational, and then you start your outdoor schedule with the Tyson Track Complex. 
And then you go down to Baton Rouge, where the men beat LSU 149-89. to That was the second-place team in the SEC championship. 89 points, and Arkansas scored 49 or 149 points, giving them their 22nd overall SEC championship. And I'm telling you, talking to somebody within the staff, you talk about the difference between indoor, outdoor, and it's the grind. You're going indoor, there's not much rest, and then you've got to immediately go into your outdoor season. And with Arkansas women losing a couple of their key runners, that was the biggest thing. But when you have one of the best 4 by 400 teams in the country, and I would almost see it almost ever. I mean, you're having somebody – in Britton Wilson that is being named up there with Allison Felix and, and the her times that she is doing in the four by in the 400 meters she run a 49.13 and that is or 49.40 in the SEC prelims and then put away the 400 meter field followed that up by a 49.13 victory and that moves her to number 4 all time all time ahead of Allison Felix in the 400 meter. So then you've got three other national championship caliber runners in the 400 meters running all in the same relay. I mean, it's almost like looking at an Olympic relay team. But they got their 10th SEC outdoor championship sending, you know, Lance Harder, again, like I said, retiring, but he's still there and they can win this national championship. And I'm telling you, you could end up by the end of the year winning fifty your fifty first national championship in, in Arkansas track. Yes, that's combined, you know, with cross country, indoor and outdoor. But when you have to qualify enough, you can't just this is another thing. People think, oh, the team goes. You have to qualify for nationals and then take those and hope you have enough to win a national championship. It's not like football, basketball, or baseball where you load your team up, team goes out and runs these events. And then you have to qualify and then hope that you have enough to qualify to win. So you're thinking teams that have done that and they've won 50 or 49 right now, 49 national championships. And if they sweep the – I don't know if that's ever been done. I really want to deep dive into that to see if a team has ever won the indoor-outdoor in the SEC, their conference and national championship, and do that indoor and outdoor. I, that would be a very interesting stat to look up. Fans, there's your homework for the week. <laughs> yeah. If you can answer that question on the Hillbilly Realty question of the day, <laughs> there we go. you will win. I don't know what you're going to win, we'll get you but you're going to win t-shirt. <laughs> First one that does that yep. in the morning night, well, we'll, we'll send you some kind of merch or something yep. uh, from the hog dog of some some kind. Maybe maybe uh, uh, autograph it by Porter. He's, there you go. <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> uh, anyways, before we get off here, I do want to uh, highlight a a follower that we do have. He comments on a lot of stuff. Uh, Cody James, he's been a follower of ours for a long time. Just want to shout him out. He he asked me to shout him out uh, hey, live tonight. So there we go. I told him I would. So, uh, he's, a, he's a great follower, big hoops fan. Uh, we didn't get into much hoops content tonight just because we kind of ran into a few rabbits, talked about a few uh, personal things. But, hey, that's, uh, that's part of uh, being live every single week, too. Exactly. You know, we just chase rabbits around this joint. And we'll be bringing but, you more yeah. stuff like that this summer. I mean, you know, have conversations and, and topics and stuff until we kick off football season. Absolutely. But uh, as always, make sure you go and uh, like us and follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, maybe even subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or iHeartMedia. Uh, and leave us a like, a rating, a review, or whatever you want to think. Whatever you think we're worth. Just go over there and just give us some feedback and let us know what you like or dislike and and what you want to hear from us more often. That's right. Tomorrow night we have a special uh, postseason softball roundtable. We're going to have Dorian Kraft, Justin McLeod, and then Ethan Westerman. All four of us are going to sit down. We're going to have a talk previewing not only just Arkansas. We're going to talk some UCA stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, potential supers, which they're matched up with Oklahoma State and the Super Regionals, barring they get out of regionals. So it's going to be a very, very fun conversation. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Same spot, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. But for Porter Hayes, Jacob Davis, that will do it for this week's Hog Talk podcast.
Presented to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.